0: i
1: boys and ghouls, welcome to episode 71 of Dads from the Crypt, the Tales from the Crypt podcast. My name is Jason, I'm joined by Jody. Hello. And Mondo. Hello. Greetings, and this is coming out on Christmas Day, so Merry Christmas to all of our listeners who celebrates.
0: And by the time this comes out, my kids will have probably been up for hours, like just at the crack of dawn, wanting to open stuff so i will be tired
2: see, you have a range of ages but like again my, my my daughter being 20 and out of the house now i'm probably not gonna be gonna wake up on christmas i'm just gonna fucking sleep through it <laughs> uh, but he might even like, even like the, i'm always up early so even the past few years usually by, t- by the time anybody else wakes up i've been to the gym i've come home started breakfast <laughs> and it's new see, see the the weird thing
0: is i was always the early riser like when i was a teenager I would wake up early. I would make coffee for myself as a 16 year old and my parents. Yeah, I've always been a coffee drinker. I'd make coffee for us. And then, you know, on Christmas day, I would do the same thing. I would be the first one up, I'd get up, I'd make coffee for everybody. I'd get things going. And then I'd wake everybody up so we could start doing presents. My kids will do none of that. They'll just like, wake me up early.
1: (laughs) No, I'm sure my wife will go to sleep early. I'll probably stay up and do like a Black Christmas marathon or something, and
2: mm-hmm.
1: take a couple gummies and just write it out.
2: Hey, you know, there's, there's there's really nothing wrong with that. That sounds cool. All
1: right, uh, we don't have a guest tonight, but um, again, thank you to everyone who participated in the uh, Dead Easy script uh, read. It's been a week since this came out, but, um, you know, we had a great turnout, great events, and I uh, really appreciate everyone that uh, supported the cause.
2: If anybody um, who donated, is, uh, can people still watch that, Jason, if they donate now?
1: Um, I think we're going to do it until the end of the year. So if you donate. Yeah, yeah.
0: The YouTube link is still active. Yeah,
1: the YouTube link is still active. We haven't done anything with it. So, yes, yeah, so you can still donate and still uh, watch it after the fact. I think we're uh, at least until the end of the year.
0: Oh,
2: cool. Just just if of, you've,
0: if you if you've already received the link and you want to go back and relive it, your your link still works too. So mm-hmm. and take another round.
2: If you've seen it already or and you want to watch it again, if you haven't seen it, um, pl- it's really worth every penny. I mean, and they're just asking for you don't have to donate ten thousand dollars or a hundred dollars or donate uh, what you, one dollar one dollar donate what you can and um just do me a favor when you watch it just watch Al's face. And watch how happy he is finally getting this script out to the world. And um, it was really, really cool to see. And and all the voice actors and actresses just did a fantastic job. It was a really fun time.
1: Yeah. Um, Yeah. And actually, we recorded a kind of post-mortem on Monday night uh, with Chelsea and Alan and Gil just kind of like decompressing from the event a little (laughs) bit. And uh, that should be, I think it'll be in our feed, definitely be in Alan's feed. Also, if you go to our YouTube, I put the end and the opening credits segments up just as little bits you can watch. Just kind of get a feel for, uh, you know, how things went down because there's way- some fantastic music we got in there. So I, I just jammed to it.
0: Yeah, great music. And you can see all of our names in the same set of credits as Sean Aston and Dia Carrera. You know, we're we're moving up in the world. <laughs>
2: I mean, I mean, Jason
0: I, did make the credits, but, you know, besides that.
2: I mean, I'm pretty sure at this point, like Sean Ass and I are just kind of best friends. Oh, yeah. I mean, I invited him yeah. out to lunch. And I haven't heard anything back from him, um, except for I think his like publicist called me and said not to contact him again. But that's he's <laughs> playing hard to get. It's fine.
1: <laughs> All right. But tonight we're talking about Cabinet of Curiosities, episode three. And I am even on the wrong page. It's <laughs> called this episode's called The Autopsy. Jody, give us a plot synopsis.
0: All right. Well, a lot of plot happening in this one. So uh, I, I, I might actually, you know, the last couple of weeks I've kind of cut off early, but so much happens in the last part of this. I think I may just go ahead and keep talking about this plot for a little bit. Um, yeah. Spoiler warning, because that's yeah, what we're let's here go for. Go ahead and put this here, because this is a great episode, but mm-hmm. I feel like the last 10 minutes or so are where this really shines. And so... Uh, That's I'm I'm gonna get there because that's the most fun part to talk about. And
1: you you can truncate, yeah, you can truncate the. Oh yeah, yeah, to get to to that—that's kind of the main thrust of the episode.
0: Yeah, this is this is not one of those that I've taken a lot of notes. Actually, through this whole series, I've just been watching it and taking it in because they're so atmospheric Mm -hmm. that I just want to watch without my notepad open and pause to you know catch up with my slow typing and stuff. Okay, so anyway, in this story. The basic gist of it all is uh, a sheriff who's been a longtime sheriff in this small town, coal mining town, has called in his friend who is a medical examiner uh, because there was an accident in the coal mines. And uh, basically, they're trying to get the insurance company to pay out uh, to these families of the people who got hurt because they're... Seems like maybe a bomb went off. And if a bomb went off, that's not caused by the company. And so the company's insurance doesn't want to pay. That's, that's kind of your general setup, but we see what actually happened there. Uh, It starts before that with a body found in the woods, a man completely drained of blood and like carefully cut apart. He's flayed, his skin's pulled back. It's obviously done by somebody who knows what they're doing. And that body is found in the woods. Some more men disappear And this is all kind of in the lead up to what happens in the mine. Uh, A man named Joe Allen, I think is what his name is. He goes running into the mine with a thing he found during a meteor shower. That's all we know about it at the time. It's this like hairy round ball, like basketball sized sphere sphere. Yeah. And he goes running into the mine. He jumps on top of the elevator in this insane, like, chase scene where he's on top of the elevator he jumps down, starts running throws that uh, sphere and it explodes, so that's what actually happened there and the but the the bulk of this episode is in this makeshift autopsy room it's not, this is a small town, they don't have like a good facility so it's like in an old building and they've lowered the temperature down as far as they can go and we spend most of our time with this uh, medical examiner uh, played by F. Murray Ab- Abraham. And he's really good in this. Uh, he, he is the bulk of the episode. We're mostly spending time with him. And uh, he starts examining the bodies, realizing that the, there's not a whole lot of signs of explosion, but there's definitely signs of something weird. Like uh, organs have been shrunk down. Blood has been drained from these bodies. Things are very strange, and he starts getting ideas that maybe this Joe Allen, the guy who was behind it all, maybe he did something. Maybe he drained these the blood from the people from the way that they're laying in the picture, and so he goes to do an autopsy on Joe Allen, and about the time that he starts to do it, the body moves and gets up off of the gurney, does this really creepy like twisty crawl towards him and gets up and starts talking to him. And we find out what's been going on all along. Uh, Joe Allen, while watching a meteor shower, found this object, took it back to his room. And that object was actually a spaceship and a creature, a very tentacly kind of creature crawled into his body and basically took over his body. And everything that we've seen in this episode has been, his body being controlled by this creature. Now, Joe Allen's body was very damaged. The creature itself has no senses. It does not see. It does not feel. It does not smell. Can't hear. But it uses its host body to do all of those things. And since Joe Allen's body has been hurt, he is going to transfer, or the creature is going to transfer from Joe Allen into uh, the doctor, the, the medical examiner. Who is knocked out. He's tied up with only one hand free. Now, wh- why did they say that hand was free? I, I, something to do with uh-huh. how the transfer works, right? He, yeah,
2: he needed it for the transfer. He needed it basically because once he leaves the body, he now has no body. So right. he right. needs to somehow he, control the hand to, to put himself yeah, back. So, to yeah.
1: Body. If, if yeah. he tied both hands down while was transferred into the body, then
0: he's just stuck. He's tied down. That Okay. So, yeah. So... While he's tied down with just that one hand having a little bit of mobility, the creature explains that they have done this for years, they've taken over human bodies, and all while he's explaining, he is autopsying his own body, uh, Joe Allen's body that he is in, uh, doing it all correctly because he doesn't want to raise any suspicion. Their whole thing is, they get into bodies, they control them, they use them to drain blood, but they also... They, they want to torture people. they want to cause misery. These are not uh, just parasites. These are creatures who want to harm. Uh, the 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 person whose body they take over can still feel what's happening and still know what's happening, but can't do anything about it.
1: Yeah, they can like take over their memories and mm-hmm. thoughts
0: and yeah, yeah, that's a like completely bond with that person, but that that person is then helpless. And so he's telling about all of this. While seeing himself, cutting open his chest, he says he knows exactly where to cut to not hurt any muscles, you know, pulls out the rib cage, and then this creature comes out, and he's getting ready to go into the doctor. The doctor, though, remembers a few things. Because this creature can't see or hear, during the process of him coming out of that first body, there is a moment where he is completely vulnerable and can't... Know what's going on around him so the doctor takes his scalpel cuts himself and writes something on his chest in the blood and then he stabs himself in both of his ears with that scalpel and then in a you know fulci moment stabs out both of his eyes before then slitting his throat and so when the creature gets in he begins to bond with the medical examiner kind of on a psychic level as their memories start to come together. And that's when the medical examiner reveals to him what he's done. Now he's in a host that cannot see, he cannot hear. And while uh, he was explaining his entire master plan, the tape was still running from where he was recording the autopsy. And so when the sheriff comes back in the next morning, he finds his friend there collapsed on the floor with the words, burn body, play tape written on his chest the alien has been outsmarted by this doctor and uh, he's stuck in this body that will be uh, pretty quickly disposed of once they find out what's going on so just that the whole episode is really good it's really atmospheric there's a lot of good stuff happening here uh, the whole scene in the mind's really cool the scene finding the first body all of that's really cool but that last 10 minutes or so as he's autopsying himself and getting ready to transfer Oh man, it's so, it's so good. I I'm, I'm loving this series so far. Yeah, Mondo, not you, you start us off? What do you think?
2: Oh yeah, I'm 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 with Jody, man. Like I love this series. 3 episodes in and 3 and 3 definite wins. Um <laughs> I was when I when I first watched the episode, a I love at the beginning. They kind of show you right away there's that right away they kind of give it away. Uh, because mm-hmm. we've all seen enough movies to know anytime you have Around spherical rock shaped object with lights coming out of it, some some bad shit's gonna happen. That's yeah. definitely from space.
1: <laughs> like, well, we all... even then even the Del Toro's like intro, he talks about, "Are we alone in the universe?" Yes, and no, th- we're not.
2: <laughs> but but the, but why I love that is because I was worried for a little bit of the episode, like when um the two men start talking in the bar, and he's like, "Hey, I've known you forever." And he goes, "No, you haven't." And he mind controls him. I was worried that they were going to go a more supernatural direction, like that was mm-hmm. going to be a red herring. I was kind of worried, and I think that I'm, I'm kind of jaded by a lot of modern movies a lot of times have that need to try to make red herrings and then throw you a curveball at the end. Whereas this one, it, is, it gave you enough pieces to where – at the end made a hundred percent sense and it kind of went the direction I thought it was going to go to what was going to go. Although they didn't in a much more grandiose uh, way than I could have imagined, which is what makes it great. Like, you know where it's going to go, but you don't realize the levels it's going to go to. Mm-hmm. And and that's what makes this really, really great. Uh, the, the set pieces were fantastic. Again, we've talked in the first two episodes about the cinematography again, fantastic the way they use the colors and the lighting of the morgue to make it almost that blue like dreary hue uh when he cuts his mouth open with the scalpel amazing
0: and these little tentacles yeah, little hints of the tentacles wiggle out
2: we just know like as a as a guy who loves lovecraft you just know del toro's like give me some tentacles (laughs) yeah (laughs) <laughs> give me some tentacles and um the way they did everything in this episode from all the build-up it all makes sense um a, a little fun fact i did love at the beginning when when the uh the insurance guy comes in and he's talking to the police officer and you hear them talking about tommy john on the radio uh do you guys know who tommy john is
1: not on my head so have you ever Remind heard me. the term
2: tommy john surgery uh, Tommy John was a baseball pitcher that, and granted I, don't, I'm, I might butcher this a little bit so I apologize to anybody out there that's yelling at the radio right now to tell me yeah. I'm wrong but um, he damaged his, some tendon in his elbow from being a pitcher and throwing a lot so now a lot of pitchers after they've been in the major leagues for years they have to get a surgery called Tommy John surgery to repair the ligament in their, in their elbow which is I, I didn't I meant to look it up to see what time period he played in, so I can get a better idea when this when this happened. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, yeah, overall, just they keep doing so much great stuff with this. And then the ending, like you said, Jody, I was bought in, but I'm thinking this is a pretty good episode. And then that last, the ending, like holy shit, it's so good, and I love how the Doctor outsmarts the alien, and he basically tells him in Shakespearean fashion and fashion. It's your hubris that's going to take you down because you feel so confident. Because he says, like, my race, we've destroyed civilizations. We've destroyed entire, you know, everything. We've changed the course of history. He's so cocky. He thinks no one can outsmart him. And here you have this small-town uh, doctor, or I guess, a, a mortician, who, or coroner, whatever, who outs- medical, examiner. medical examiner, who outsmarts him. But I also love the alien's rational uh, rationality for wanting to take over this guy's body because he's like... I get free bodies. This is free food. And he and he can't. He's like, and I'm gonna eat your cancer. This is awesome. uh, That was (laughs) so gross. It was it was my first thought is why do you want to go into this cancer riddled man's body? Like it makes no sense in that regard because you know he's gonna die. But then when he's like, I can't wait to taste your cancer.
0: Yeah. And then that was gnarly.
2: Oh, and then the when he pops out of the chest and he's got this eye that looks like a a a penis, a vagina, and an eye all at the same time. (laughs) Yeah. Very Cronenberg. (laughs) Oh, and it definitely pops out like a straight dog boner. (laughs) When when he comes out of the body and he looks over and he just gets turgid. He gets turned on by this body. Like he went from being flat to being like boing. It was like when Beavis gets uh, you know his boy yo -yo yoing sound. That's literally what happened to this alien. (laughs) this alien was definitely uh ready for some action let's just say like that cancer ridden body was his shit he was a uh, he was into it do you think like the do you think those aliens like cuz uh, that's obviously a dick coming out of his head let's be honest like he got yeah hard yeah. yeah um do you think they name it do they have like names for their penises <laughs> i don't know like does he call it, like yeah oh, look at this flurm flurms coming out to play or i don't know <laughs> Flurm. <laughs> I don't know. I, I don't speak fucking alien. Slurm's McKenzie. slurm. Hey, we're not going to be I said flurm, not slurm. Okay. We're not right, going to be smirch the name of the party, the most partiest slug of all time. <laughs> um, I, I think they have to right because like uh, it's it's obviously it's obviously a male because it's stupid and uh <laughs> and like in
1: arrogance and yeah yeah it's obviously Cocky. it's
2: obviously a man we know this right like it, it has to be because it's it basically be. so he has to he has to because we, we, everyone everyone names our penis so he has to name his penis <laughs> jason's got that look jason jason <laughs> jason <laughs> no i don't I'm, i know what you're gonna say no i don't uh, jason you're lying we know you're lying so, Jody, what do you think no, of this episode? No, no, yes. Glass passes. <laughs>
0: I, knew, I knew we were going to try to move on from this.
2: Jason, what's your what's 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 your name? No, I don't. I knew this was coming as soon as you said. It. What you got? What you got, Jody? Should we wait till after you finish that glass?
0: <laughs> no, no. All right. So, this episode. Uh...
2: <laughs> really, no one's going to answer me. Okay. <laughs> but yeah. You did, so... but you didn't say no. You didn't say you didn't have a name. You just said you're not going to say it. <laughs> so, this episode. I'll go first. Uh... <laughs> It's Vlad the Impaler.
1: Not the poker.
2: Uh. <laughs> um, I, Maybe that's not historically accurate. <laughs> if I'm going to name my penis, it's going to be historically accurate. <laughs> but it's also not Romanian. So I got to look back at my 23 and me and Roman- see if I have Romanian in my body. Because <laughs> I sure have it coming out of my body. <laughs>
0: This, this shows some of the balance of power on this episode. Both Jason and I are trying to move on. It's impossible. <laughs> We're not going to do it. It's not going to
2: happen. Uh, uh, don't worry. You'll you'll finish that glass of 15% beer, and then you'll you'll just blurt it out. I'm sure you're going to blurt it out by the end of the episode. <laughs> All right. So I mean, you got skeletons in your closet there. You got plenty of bones in that room.
0: <sighs> All right. So this episode. Yeah. No, I think it's great. I uh, We're a three-for-three as far as I'm concerned here on uh, Cabinet of Curiosities. Just fantastic. Great atmosphere all the way through. Like I said, uh, the last 10 minutes are where it really picks up and I think really stands out. But everything was good. Like There was not a moment in the – I didn't realize this was an hour-long one. I think both of the other ones have been, what, like 35 minutes or so? Yeah, Uh,
2: under 40. Yeah, I think the last one was a little bit longer. but not. This was a long one, yeah.
0: Yeah, this is this is that Netflix letting uh, directors breathe and kind of do is, what they want to, which is good.
1: Yeah, no, yeah. it's
0: absolutely good. You know, th- how many times have we watched "Tales from the Crypt" episode that we said, "Oh, I wish this particular episode could have gone longer." Uh, but but also, I don't need every episode to right. be longer. But just occasionally, I want more, and this one needed that more.
2: And, and to mention, uh, it was still a very tight episode. Like, it still there, oh, was yeah, a, there yeah, wasn't. Yeah. Like, at no point was I like looking at my watch or thinking, "Oh, we mm. need to move on here."
0: No, I, I think at one point I had to uh, go put my daughter to bed, and so I paused the episode and realized I was 45 minutes in. I had no idea I'd been watching that long. I thought we, I was still in the, the first part of the episode. So, yeah, it, it it's one of those that hooks you from the beginning, not because so much happens in the beginning. It's just that atmosphere. The acting is all really good. The characters are all really good. I, I really – the old sheriff and his relationship with the the medical examiner – and just kind of their way of talking to each other i immediately liked those two guys and i i was happy to see where it was going just from that like i i wanted things to work out uh for these guys and obviously it didn't uh there was a there was just one moment of hope i had when the alien said something about eating the cancer i'm like is he going to somehow accidentally mm-hmm. eat the cancer without killing him but definitely not that's not what happened uh he was definitely dead at the end um but yeah no i i think this is one of those that, uh, despite the extra length, uh, it needed it and used it well, and it was just—it
2: was really good.
0: It kept me engaged all the way through, and just paid off that big ending at the
2: end uh, was was worth waiting for. It was a pretty big finish. Um, oh, what, what? one th- one thing to say real fast, what I did like too is about. Um, Again, like yeah, you d- you dig into those two main characters, and they're very likable characters. Mm-hmm. And and I, man, it, as you just mentioned it, like it would have been kind of cool if he had eaten the cancer away and he would have survived. But that just goes to yeah. show you like how invested you actually get in the characters, which is really neat. Mm-hmm.
0: I want I wanted them to make it out
2: okay. Me too, <laughs> definitely me too. Yeah,
0: um, I, I'll go. I wasn't
1: I, you know I wasn't I liked the first two episodes. I wasn't as high as them as you guys were, uh, but this one blew me away. This was the one I've been waiting for. This is. The ride i was I, I was really hoping that we would get it was really delivered for me um like everything you guys said it atmosphere was good the plot was really good it was really intense the it was just i, I like i like it when c- cinema or show or whatever can be gross but or like can be like you know grizzly but not like over the top or like if it it, like for as much body mutilation as there was in this episode, it wasn't to the point where you're like, oh, I gotta look away, or like, it was it wasn't well, like, oh yeah, too much. The, but like
2: the mutilation it was though made snarly. sense. It what made sense mm-hmm. though. It made sense with mm-hmm. the plot. It wasn't just blood and gore for the sake of blood and gore. It made sense in the in the story. Right.
0: Well, and, yeah. And all the autopsy scenes were just enough that sometimes with some of the cuts, I would have just like a little bit of a cringe moment, you know, of of something gross happening. But it was never like. I never felt gory you know exactly yeah they, they, they handled that stuff, just, but that's not what this was
1: right they handled it they had it was just really well made um this reminded me a lot of like an x-files episode mm-hmm. like you could do, you could totally see like yeah. dana and the Mulder showing up at any point to check it out um it reminded me a lot of the hidden uh mm-hmm. with call mclaughlin um which is a good like alien body swapping kind of movie um
0: yeah i guess think I kept thinking of The Autopsy of Jane Doe, which is one mm-hmm. of my top movies. I love it so much. I'm with you on yeah. that. I, th- th- that's high praise. Yeah.
1: You know, so, yeah, when, when, the, when the, something like this can remind me of other properties I really enjoy, that's, that's always a good thing. Um, again, the acting was really good. So this is what I found really interesting. This is uh, directed by David Pryor. His big uh, project, he'd worked, he wrote and directed The Empty Man, uh, which... Was like one of the last Fox movies to come out, and mm-hmm. it had a lot of interesting scenes, a lot of interesting ideas, but never, didn't quite work. But uh, from what I read, the big pro- problem with it was that the editing just didn't
2: happen. You know, it, it's, it's the really Fox long, merger. right? I, I yeah. know I've never seen it, but I, I read. You know, I know like on uh, the bloody good horror slack, there's a lot of discourse about it, and mm-hmm. it seemed like it was a lot of really like interesting opinions on it that. That people. Took a lot away from that, like you know what I mean. People were, I don't, no one ever said it sucked. People were like, it was different, and here's good things and bad things about it. Right?
1: It's one of those movies I think, like with proper with proper editing, it could have been really good. It's it's two
0: hours and twenty minutes,
1: right? And that's that's a really hard sell. So it was cool to see this director do something like this to say, okay, he really could have made them. They made something really special. I think if he was given the proper time to uh, to make it how he wanted it. Um also it was written by David Goyer, who, you know, did freaking The Dark Knight, Batman Begins, Blade One and Two. Also, I forgot that, I always forget that he did Dark City and Death Warrant. Oh, nice. So um when when there were a lot of interesting bits of dialogue, we you know when they talked about um with Jimmy, whatever, uh, the the surgery or procedure you're talking about. They talked about onion snow. There's a lot of like little bits of um, you know, I I details and things. That didn't mm-hmm. need to be there, but just kind of like give a little bit richer um, atmosphere. Uh, so I thought it was really well, well written. Like you said, um, the Doctor is played by F. Murray Abraham. He was in Scarface. He won the Oscar for Amadeus. Uh, this might be the first Oscar winner we've <laughs> covered on the show. <laughs> he was in Last Action Hero. He was a Mimic, another Gimel del Toro um, property. He was in 13 Ghosts. He was in Homeland, which is a great series.
2: It's it's, um, it's it's criminal that more people haven't seen Last Action Hero nowadays. That, that, I, I watched that not too long ago, and that still holds up. It's a, such yeah, a fun movie.
0: I'm, I made my kids watch it a couple of years ago, and they they really enjoyed it. Nice.
2: It was one of those first movies that really break that fourth wall.
0: Uh-huh. And, mm-hmm. Uh huh.
2: Well, and actually, it broke the fourth wall, but it just played with those uh the, those those uh, genre stereotypes. Right the
1: sheriff and his last i noticed that the sheriff's last name is craven i was wondering if that was like a west craven uh,
2: reference i, I think um, in any kind of, anything horror like when you see that i think you have to have yeah. kind of assume it's a he's, he's the him
0: carpenters and cravens and yeah. yeah
1: um he's played by glenn turman he he's been acting since 1961 wow. mostly like in tv back in the day so like it's been around forever he was uh, married to Aretha Franklin at one point for like 20 years. <laughs> wow. Um, and more, we you know him, he was, I think he was the teacher in Gremlins.
0: Yeah, that's what I was thinking.
1: Um, I think he was a mayor or something like that in The Wire. And he was also, I think, a teacher in Super 8 or another character. Um, he was fantastic. The guy who played Joe Allen um, is Luke Roberts. Um, he has done a ton of things, but he was uh, game, He was in Game of Thrones and Black Sails and then he played Thomas Wayne and the Batman. So this is the mm-hmm. second Thomas Wayne that I've uh, <laughs> interacted with.
2: Could you imagine being a, being married to Aretha Franklin? Because you'd be like so self-conscious to sing in the shower or anything <laughs> like that. <laughs> 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 like, how do, you, how do you compare to – like, you wouldn't go to work karaoke nights because you'd be like, ah, fuck. Like, I'm just going to – like, I, 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 I suck <laughs> as it is.
0: <laughs> I mean, you'd, you'd always show her respect, right?
2: Uh, there you go. <laughs> I mean, if it's what it means to you, then yes. Yeah. <laughs> Um,
1: But, yeah, yeah. we already talked about pretty much everything. And we got got our tentacle corda for the week. Um, The design was cool, that little sphere thing. You know, you weren't sure what it was for a long long time, but, you know, once they kind of explained that it was a spaceship, you're like, okay.
0: And the moment it started beeping and lights started flashing, I knew it was something out of this world in some way like not Ooh, supernatural yeah. it was definitely yeah. sci-fi but I didn't know what it,
2: I mean they've done that trope to death and it never bothers me at all like for everything oh, no. from like Night of the Comet to Psycho Gorman uses that that mm-hmm. trope and it's, it's always works
1: yeah, yeah. yeah. Um. so yeah I, and like you said yeah I'm glad that it stuck with the whole alien thing and didn't try to do anything uh, too bad and I, I think I had that thought the same thought about the cancer like oh is he going to get in there and realize it's a disease body I feel like I've seen that in another movie. I can't remember when or where. Mm-hmm. But then the idea that it, like, oh no, it wants him for the cancer because it's like more yeah. tasty, like, that's really fucking disturbing. So yeah. that it, just
2: makes it even worse. It is. I brought it before. I just love the fact that, like, uh, my mind immediately went all kinds of different places. Like what it's been the downfall of civilizations. Like I want more backstory on that. Mm-hmm. Like, like, I think it's one of those hour long episodes. I want backstory now. I want to see like these oh, things yeah. like taking down the Roman empire and shit like that. Yeah, something- definitely check out the hidden. That,
1: that's a really cool movie. Yeah.
2: I've never seen that. I'll put that on my list.
0: There, there was something about the, the sadism of the mm-hmm. the alien that I thought really worked. Cause you know, like in alien, he does a lot, they do a lot of the same thing. They infest a body, they take over, and all this. But yeah, no, I just glitched out here. Um, but uh, it's just a mo- it's just an animal, right? Like yeah. it lays its eggs where it lays its eggs, and the it all this pain happens to the host, but it's just surviving, it's just the ultimate survivor.
1: Yeah, this like thing there's like. Wo- yeah, just like in the thing, we're just looking for a warm body. Yeah, that just
0: think. looking for somewhere warm. To be. This thing wanted to cause pain. Like it wanted to not just cause physical pain, but to hurt its host, like on a psychological level. It said on one point, while it was sucking the blood out of two of the guys, it was whispering in their ears all of the things it was doing to them, like just to cause <laughs> misery. Yes,
2: and he mentioned, he goes, uh, uh, A, also, uh, Joe's body talking to him the whole time. And the the makeup effect on that, Mm -hmm. holy shit, was that, like, gives me goosebumps, it's so creepy, but he's talking about, like, he's not dead, he's still in there, Mm -hmm. he can still feel all this, I'm like, fuck. Well, the the
0: moment the alien leaves the body, there's a tear that rolls down his face. Yes,
2: yes, and I, ooh, gave me goosebumps, like, holy Ah. shit, and it's kind of interesting because, and I I know it's a comedy movie, and it's also Tim Burton's best movie he ever did, is Mars Attacks, and... And I always thought those aliens, as funny as they are, they're terrifying because they're doing this. They're destroying the human race because they think it's funny. Yeah. <laughs> like, imagine how <laughs> fucked up that is when you really think about it. How, like, they're going to use a giant laser to kill an old woman. They could just, they could just walk behind her and shoot her in the head and kill her, but they're like, no. This will be funny if we just fucking blow her into smithereens and make it the worst possible death. And yeah. I always think when when you have that kind of sentence, it makes it even that much more terrifying.
1: Yeah, this is like, in temperament, this is closer to Pennywise than the Xenomorph.
2: Yeah. Yeah, that's actually really, really co- a good way to put it. Um,
1: all right. Do we have any final thoughts? We're all very pos- high on this. Oh yeah. yeah, it's
2: like fuck dude, like go watch it. <laughs> yeah, go watch yeah. this. And it's damn, 3 for 3 on these episodes and like I saw people online posting their oh, I didn't like this one like this one. And I'm just like, dude, like I don't think there's going to be a bad episode in this in this season. I'm 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 saying it right now. There's not going to be a bad episode. There might be some that are not as good as others, but I don't think we're going to see a bad episode in this.
0: Well, the the weirdest thing is I, I was pulling this up on IMDb like that. This is the highest rated episode. Oh, like, really? It's really? only a it's only a seven point nine though. Like mm. overall, every episode is like a six and a half, roughly. Well, like I I don't understand what people were wanting from this, but it's given me everything I want. Like but, I love
2: this. I think we talked about it before, but like whenever you see horror ratings in IMDb, like I never trust them. Yeah. If it's oh, a yeah, yeah. if it's a one, I'm like eh, okay. But when it's like a four or five, I'm like oh, this might be pretty good because the wrong crowd watched it.
0: Yeah, that's what I'm assuming. And this is on Netflix. It's being heavily promoted on Netflix.
2: And, and when I say the wrong crowd, please know, like, if I watch a romantic comedy, I'm going to rate it lower than someone who's into romantic comedy. Yeah. So I respect that. I respect the, you know, uh, what people think about it. But I also use it as a barometer saying, like, if I it's a four, it might be like an eight to me as, as a yeah, guy no, wh- who loves blood sucking freaks. So
0: no, ho- horror is for everyone. And I will gladly welcome anyone who wants to watch anything horror question, related. Yeah. But also I understand they're gonna see it differently than I do mm-hmm. if you're not into it.
2: I, I, I think like and we've talked about it again, but like one of the worst things that horror fans do is try to gatekeep this genre because oh, yeah. my my favorite thing in the world is October and November when normies are going to see fucking Terrifier 2 and tell uh-huh. me and and coming to me and tell me how much they enjoyed it. <laughs> like, yeah, I'm absolutely. Like, yes. like this is th- th- like I love this stuff. This is my shit. Like, please, like it warms my heart. Like I never <laughs> want to be that guy that's uh, rah, 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 you, don't, you don't like horror you like it one month out of the year that's fine love it one month out of the year and spend some money on us so we can get more quality shit like yeah. I'm I'm all for it come join the dark side we have cookies and names for our penises come join the dark <laughs> side
1: <laughs> alright let's go to our episode rating uh, let's see Jody
0: alright um, I'm gonna go with a four and a half on this one despite as much as I loved it I still think I liked last week's better when I gave it a five. The the things that scare me happened more last week. The closed spaces and the rats and stuff. So I I got a little more shivers out of it. This was just really, really good. So, Just just Uh so that I don't give fives to every episode, I have to do
2: something. (laughs) (laughs) Armando. So I watched this episode twice. First time I watched it, I was kind of... I was distracted. I'm going to just put it that way. A lot of stuff going on. I couldn't quite uh, get into it as much as I should have. And then that last, like Jody said, the last 10 minutes hit, and I'm like, holy shit. So I watched it again today, right? I'm going from work, and um loved it even more the second time because I picked out little things that make so much sense leading to the end. So uh, I'm going... Uh, I'm going to go all the way, Jason. I'm going to go all the way. I'm going to let it loose. I'm going to... Just explode all over this episode and give it a five.
1: Well, I'm going all the way with you, man. Are you? Let's, let's do yes. it, Jason. We can hold hands. We'll do it together. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, I'm going five. This was one, definitely one of the best things I've watched this year. Yeah.
2: Nice. Me, me and Jason, doing it together. Like bro should. There's nothing wrong with that. We're just holding hands. Like It's not that big of a deal. <laughs> All right. Like, there's a curtain. I'm, I'm
1: afraid to go here, but <laughs> just... Mondo, give us your song of the day.
2: Oh, actually, so I was trying to think of um. – actually... I'm, sure
1: I'm sure there's not many metal songs about autopsies.
2: Uh, Dude, there's a band called Autopsy, and they're pretty damn good. Uh, but I didn't want to go with Autopsy. I really like the space angle this went, and it's also – it's Christmas today. Well, it's Christmas when this episode releases. So I was trying to pick out a Christmas song. That also fits with the key with with the uh with space, and I actually uh remembered one. Well, I didn't remember the name of the song, I looked up the name of the song. I'm not gonna lie, I look up the name of the song, but there's a band called Nocturnus, uh, they're an early Florida death metal band from the early 90s, and they released a record called The Key. Um, I believe The Key came out oh god, he put a gun to my head. I think it was 91, maybe 92, eh, maybe 93. Uh, no, no. No, The Key came out in 1990 because it was... Yeah, because it wasn't the 80s. They was supposed to release in the 80s, but the demos came out. Anyhow, um, and that turn, the album The Key was actually about... Um, uh, is a concept record which was rare for like, death metal when considering it was very, very, a very, very new genre and it actually was one of the first record actually one of the only death record, the only probably death metal record at the time that had keyboards and had kind of an atmosphere kind of feel to it um, but, the, but two of the guys that, uh, Mike Browning and I forgot the other guy that started the band they were really one was really into the occult one was really into sci-fi so they kind of merged their ideas together and they wrote a concept album uh, it, it's kind of funny Well, I guess it's not funny. It's not funny if you're religious. so I apologize to all my religious friends out there. But it was basically about a robot going back in time to kill Jesus. Almost like the Terminator. The Terminator was like, Jason, don't look at me like that. (laughs) Uh, And how, but it really wasn't about like, oh, let's destroy Christianity. It's about how the world would have been different had Christianity not existed. And uh, so the song I'm going to pick is by the band Nocturnus uh, off the album, the key, which I really think if you're just into heavier music and want to hear like the, the uh, kind of an album that defined, uh, I would say like, it might be the first ever progressive death metal record ever, which now progressive death, death metals all over the place. But um, it's really, I think worth listening to. It's really great record. Uh, The key Nocturnus, the, uh, the song I'm going to go to because it's uh it's kind of morbid, but it's also Christmas. Destroying the manger. <laughs> <laughs> Jason's just shaking his head like he's ready to quit the podcast right now. No, by quitting, kick me out of the podcast. Uh,
1: <laughs> if I haven't done it by now,
2: well, <laughs> uh, I, and, and again, I do have to state like all these Death Little bands, you understand, like in 1990, these dudes making the album are probably 25. They're trying to be kind of edgy, but I do love the fact they actually told a story with it, and the idea is not like, ah, Christianity is the worst thing in the world. I mean, maybe. But it's, uh, they're trying to, (laughs) I'm just kidding, I'm just kidding. Uh, But they're trying to tell a story about it, and it is, they they do blend a lot of sci-fi elements. i I I'd argue, just look up the album cover on this. The album cover's killer. And then later on, there is another band called Nocturnus AD, because Mike Browning and the two other founding members left the band like in uh, late 90s, and then when they wanted to start the band up again. Another member owned the copyright, so instead of going out of their way to try to fight these legal battles to get the copyright back, they just called their band Nocturnus AD. Uh, they did one record that was pretty good, but then just kind of fizzled out after that. But it's also, you know, again, like keyboards fucking like progressive metal early 90s like a a, a period that'll never be will never happen again because man like you you know how you discover new bands in the early 90s i mean i was seven i don't know um but (laughs) what they were doing is everyone tape traded even when I was like 13, really getting, probably 12 or 13, I was getting really into the underground metal. I would tape trade with people and like fucking let people borrow CDs and get CDs from them. And it it was kind of a really organic period for that music to come up. So, um, and it was kind of neat because this band wasn't just doing the straight, like blood and Satan kind of music. They're trying to tell stories and do different things with their music. So, um, yeah, little edgy song titles, but I think Destroying the Manger is a good song for Christmas.
0: (laughs) This I mean, love that this was your Christmas pick. That's yeah. You know
2: Um I, okay, I have a second one. Uh a much nicer song. <laughs> much nicer song. Uh do you guys know who Billy Gibbons is? Uh or do I we just know or, that one or like, do we just fucking end the podcast right now and never talk to each other again?
1: I know that name. Yeah.
2: I am having trouble picturing. Jody, tell him who Billy Gibbons is.
0: Billy Gibbons? Yeah. Uh he was in uh ZZ Top, right?
2: Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, okay. Phenomenal guitar player. Um <laughs> Do you I've know seen ZZ Top. <laughs> you, you've seen them live?
1: Yeah. this <laughs> here's, a, here's a story I love. Oh, I want to hear it. My dad, I think I was in high school, my dad um, and some of his coworkers had tickets to see ZZ Top and Leonard Skinner. This is like late 90s, so whatever configuration of Leonard Skinner that was. And a great concert, except until they played Sweet Home Alabama and they released a um, Confederate flag to cover the entire backstage and uh, back half of the arena. Uh, and I was
2: like, Ugh. again, this is the 90s, but I was kind of no, like, y- y- you know, like, okay.
1: Okay. We don't we don't need to go We're down gonna, that we road. We
2: don't need to get in the Confederate flag thing because it's like, dude, all I'll say is if you're flying one today, just stop right here. Unsubscribe to our podcast. Still leave a five-star review, though. I'd appreciate that. And then uh, don't listen to this ever again. <laughs> but, uh, um, you know who Billy Gibbons is? Do you know who Dave Grohl is? Yes. Okay. Yes. Yeah. Okay. Do you know who Lemmy uh, Kilmister is? No. <laughs> yeah. uh, if you haven't heard it before, they did a really cool uh, rendition of Run Rudolph Run. I dude, Jason, we can't see that because you yeah. have the background on. It's just, uh, there oh, there we go. There we go. Nice. There we go. Um, but a really cool rendition of Run Rudolph Run, if you ever want to listen to that. And I, I, ta- I Lemmy is, like, fucking such a great musician and never got credit for being a great musician. It was like, mm. he can't sing because he's got the gravelly voice. No. Dude could sing on key to any key you fucking gave him. He was a brilliant musician. Um, huge Taylor Swift fan. Loved Taylor Swift because he just respected good music. Like good. And again, I'm not a Taylor Swift fan, but I respect the talent. And, and so did he. But that's a really. So I'm gonna do two songs a week. Second song, "Run Rudolph Run." Uh, a little bit nicer. A uh, nicer harmonious song with Lemmy Kilminster, David Grohl, and Billy Gibbons. Uh really fun rendition. I think everyone should try to check that song out. It's not. It's not all growly. It's just Lemmy being a bad motherfucker. Growly. You know um, what is? I think I think Ronnie James Dio one point two did. Uh, uh, what was it, fucking God rest ye merry gentlemen? Mm-hmm. With Tony Iommi I on guitar went... too. I think that's nice. pretty good. Uh, um, ACDC. What was their? They had a Christmas song too. Theirs was oh, mistress for Christmas.
1: Do <laughs> you ever get down to some uh Trans-Siberian Orchestra?
2: Dude, they're th- those guys are awesome. Uh, yeah. A talented band um a couple of guitar players from Sabotage? If anybody remembers that old uh progressive kind of uh they did uh actually they did Sabotage did a really cool cover of Hall of the Mountain King. Oh, cool. I, oh, cool. I think it was. They were like they're one of those bands that was like right on that cusp of getting big. Not not my cup of tea, but super like uh, progressive. Really, they're kind of like a better version of Queensryche. And I don't mean that mm. as Queensryche being Ouch. bad. No, no, sorry. I don't <laughs> mean that. I mean, I just say a more musically better, um, more musically talented. And that's saying a lot because Queensryche was a very talented band. So I don't mean that's a knock on Queensryche. I mean that as a uh, compliment to Sabotage.
1: All right. Thank you, Mondo. Jody, give us some uh, horror news.
0: Okay, so this is the week before Christmas, so uh, news is a little slower than normal. There's not as much happening uh, as there are in most businesses right now, but uh, there is a few cool things. One, so this is this is coming out on Christmas, Christmas Day, which means if you haven't seen it yet, Violent Night has released on VOD as of ten hours ago today. Oh shit. Yeah, yeah uh, if we weren't
1: recording, I'd be watching it right now. So, yeah,
0: absolutely going to be doing that. Uh You can rent it for nineteen ninety nine or purchase it to keep for twenty four ninety nine. It's one of those kind of like almost directly out of the theaters releases. Uh, I guess they wanted people to get to see it before Christmas. So
1: cool. that makes full sense.
0: Yeah. So if you're uh, you're wanting to see David <sighs> Harbor as a Santa Claus making puns and doing this. For some reason it's not classified as horror, but David Harbour plays Santa Claus is absolutely freaking dripping with blood. It counts. Someone <laughs> horror fans are gonna enjoy this.
2: Someone referred to it as a as a new genre called Oops, Violence. Yeah. And I love that so much.
0: <laughs> oops, yeah. Yeah, this is this is full violent Santa Claus. Lots of blood, lots of lots of fun times. So if it's Christmas Day and you're listening to this episode and you haven't seen Violent Night, and you need to Get out some aggression from spending time with your family or whatever. <laughs> Watch that you'll you'll have a good time. Have you seen it yet, Jody? I haven't yet. Okay. No, but I, I'm definitely going to. All right, another thing that I am very excited about: Amazon Studios has announced that they will be releasing an adaptation of Nick Cutter's "The Deep." Which, if you've never read Nick Cutter, uh, I really enjoy some of his work. The Troop is a really nasty, gory book. And The Deep is about an underwater sea lab on the the ocean floor. And it is one of the most claustrophobic, dark, creepy books I have read uh, in a long time. So I'm very excited about seeing this adapted into a series.
2: I've read The Troop, and The Troop was just disgusting. It is disgusting. And I mean I in was the it the best way possible. You know, I, I like the true. Um, do you know what Ice Cube says about going deep? Put to sleep? <laughs> Pretty much.
0: <laughs> yeah. Yep, 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 yep. All right. But anyway, so yeah, The Deep coming to Amazon. So deep. Uh, <laughs> uh, if you haven't read that, though, uh, it's a good book. Really creepy. That is the one. My, my wife and I share a Kindle library. And she doesn't watch horror movies, but she does like reading horror novels. And so I've recommended tons of books to her. She she doesn't like the suspense of a movie, you know, the creepy music, the things jumping out. That's not her thing. But she, she likes the books. Well, one time uh, she was looking for the next book to read and didn't take the time to ask me beforehand what my recommendation would be. And so she saw, oh, The Deep. Let me check this out. I'm not entirely sure she's forgiven me for that <laughs> yet because The Deep freaked her out so much. Uh, she actually really enjoyed it. But uh, That's cool. it's a very freaky book and so I would definitely recommend it and e- I'm very excited about a series. E-
2: even though she doesn't like horror movies per se, does she like um horror fiction?
0: Oh yeah, yeah. No, I've I've got she's read probably more Stephen King than I have. Oh well. Wow. Plus a lot of other stuff that I've recommended to her. I I've, I've sent a lot of things her way. My Kindle has a ton of stuff on it and so I'm constantly recommending things to her that I've read and enjoyed cool. and She's read all of Grady Hendrix and all of uh, um, Stephen Graham Jones and all, all the, the big guys out there right now. So.
2: H- have you read uh, My Best Friend's Exorcism? Oh, yeah. Did you watch a movie?
0: I haven't watched the movie yet. Okay. I've heard it's not that great, but I still Dude. want to watch it because I, I like the book a lot.
2: I love that book so much. Like, I adored that book. That's mm. the first thing by Grady Hendrix I read. And I was actually – so the way, the way he writes female characters, Oh yeah. I thought was, I thought it was a woman writer. Um, mm-hmm. Because of how well it was done, um, but the movie, God damn it, God damn. It. I think if you haven't read the book, it might be pretty decent. But it felt like after-school special, sure bullshit. And uh, but I will say that book. it's the only thing I've read by him so far, yeah. and I, the other books are on my list. But God, is that a great book?
0: Yeah. Well, if if we're doing book recommendations like I did with the Deep, anything by Grady Hendrix is a recommendation for me. Yeah, Good I, stuff.
2: I need to read more stuff because God that. That that book like was one of those books I was like I, was, I remember I was traveling for work and I started reading it and saying yeah I'll get a few chapters in six hours later I'm still re- yeah. <laughs> it' it's like two yeah. I think I read that book at like two in the morning and finished it in one night because it was so good yeah
0: fantastic stuff and it's got one of the best covers for the paperback edition that than I've ever seen on any kind I've of book seen cover. the
2: cover it's so good and the uh, just looking. Yeah, and the other one he does. Um, it's the IKEA inspired one. Yeah, horror store. A horror yeah, store. Yeah, read it, I've read that. I haven't read it. but I love the cover.
0: <laughs> yeah, my 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 friend Michael uh, met Grady Hendrix at a uh, author event, and he got me a signed copy of Horror Store that oh. sits proudly on my shelf right now. I'm very excited.
2: Super cool. Super cool. All
0: right, and one last thing. If this may be something that I enjoy more than anyone else, uh, but if you're listening to this on Christmas two days ago. Scare Package Two: Rad Chad's Revenge came out on December twenty third.
2: Scare Package is
0: so good, and I'm so excited to check out this. Come
2: on, we all nerded the fuck out over that uh, on that movie over a Chattanooga Film Festival.
0: Yeah, the year that that came out, that was by far my festival highlight. Same here. Love that movie. There are some of my, I have gone back and watched the Goo Man segment probably fifty <laughs> times.
2: The, the the Goo Man segment like legit <sighs> had me almost crying in tears. It I was laughing so, so hard.
0: <laughs> it is so good. And then the the big wraparound and the reveal of a special guest uh, appearance that I'm not gonna spoil for anybody no. who hasn't seen it. So wait, it is that like Mormon. a
1: is that like a um Christmas horror anthology? No, not it's
0: really, not Christmas. No. It's just a horror anthology. Okay. And uh, it's one of the best anthologies I've seen in a while. There's a couple draggy segments, you know, like any anthology. But I think overall, it's really just a lot of fun. Babe, yes. People who love what they're doing.
2: Even the um. segments that drag didn't, like, take me out of it. because I'll, I'll use, No, no, no. I'll use VHS 99 as an example. Like, not to knock anyone that did anything, any work on that, because, like, I respect all the work that goes into these movies. If I don't like it, that's okay. Like, I'm not going to. Sure. Drag a director for not liking their work, um, but I I really only like two segments in that entire in that entire movie, and I've heard so many people just bash the whole thing. I think it's because so many of those segments dragged the quality of everything down. Whereas right. I think in scare in scare package, even the ones that weren't great, it didn't like take me out of the the event, didn't right. take me out of the movie. I was like, yeah, that was okay.
0: Yeah, e- or, e- even even the the bad ones were more like okay ones. Yeah. like there they, was there wasn't anything that was hard to sit through right it was okay. just some that didn't have the same energy and fun as the other ones because the the fun ones are fun as hell like they, it is so much fun and so uh, i think that's really there were a couple that were less that they're a little yes. more serious a little less silly and then they nailed I'll put
2: that on my around. list yeah, you should yeah. watch that, Jace. I think I think you'd like I, I know you'd like the first one. Um yeah. again, we can't talk about the second one yet because we haven't seen it, but um, you know what? The second one would be a good idea for a dad's from the crypt drink and watch, mm. hang out yeah. together because it's yeah, fun stuff. It's it's gonna be fun. I, I, I just know it's gonna be fun in my heart of hearts. Yeah, absolutely.
1: Now, uh, Jody, did I have like a fever dream or did I make this up that there is now gonna be a um uh, uh puppet master video game, yes, is that a... yes, it's happening. Is.
2: Yeah, is, like, it's, every uh, horror property getting a video game now, Not they, for, but here they, for it? they are, and so is Killer Clowns. Like, <laughs> yeah, Killer, Killer Clowns. Clowns is getting one. Yeah, so I've heard a lot of good things
0: about some of these that have come out, like, uh. The Friday the Thirteenth one, the Evil Dead one, but they're all that. What, what do they call that? Asymmetrical. Uh, asymmetrical. Yeah, but they're all. They're so you've all... got one guy with a ton of power and a bunch of weak characters, so, and you have to try to defeat him.
2: Here's what I gotta tell you. Let, let, let me talk about. I've played a lot of these. So let me let me talk sure. you about some of these. So, um, the Friday the Thirteenth game. Here's what I don't like: is that production studio is still tied to all these games, and they never fulfilled all the promises they have for that game.
0: Sure. But and I think there was some right stuff that happened there too. Yeah. There
2: was, but what I will say about it was. It was a different experience playing as Jason and the camp counselor. And I think both were really fun. Okay. I had a yeah, lot I played of fun the- with that game. And I played to the yeah. group one time. It was like a guild and me. And we killed Jason Voorhees. And I was nice. ah, I was cheering at the scream because you can kill him. So I had that like 1% achievement on my Steam account when we killed <laughs> Jason Voorhees. Um, but I actually yeah, really I th- enjoyed playing, sing- playing single player with bots and just walking around uh-huh. and killing camp counselors.
1: Yeah, I mean, I played it on the Switch. It was buggy as hell. Yeah, I heard um, that. yeah. heard But the, the amount of detail and reverence they put in uh, for the series is just, it just yeah. pops right off the screen. Um, and that, and that was just fun. Exact, just I've around. heard
0: the exact same thing about the Evil Dead game that's come out. They they pull from all of the Evil Dead series. They pull from yeah. the TV show. You get uh, those characters who I absolutely love. Uh, so I'm very excited about it. The Puppet Master one, though, is not by any means, a triple-A game. Like, it's a much lower-budget game, but it is free-to-play, so anybody can try it out, give it a shot. Uh, instead of it being one super killer against a bunch of normal people, you can play with multiple puppets uh, all mm-hmm. playing together. And... They are putting out a single player mode for people That's like cool. me who don't like to play with yeah. um, people. We're old like that.
2: Evil <laughs> Dead is going to do a single player mode too. I think they're supposed to come out with an, uh, a nice. single player mode. I um, wanted
0: to play that so much, but I just I, I don't do a whole lot of online gaming. Um,
2: yeah, dude, Epic Games had it on had it for free.
0: Yeah, I grabbed it when it was. Yeah, there. same I here. I was trying it. Yeah,
2: Jody, we should play sometime. We can play together, yeah. and and we'll be the jackasses running into walls, not knowing what we're doing. That'll work. <laughs> Nothing's better than playing an online game with your friends and then someone else says, Hey, who's the asshole running to the wall? I'm like, Oh, it's me. Yep. <laughs> <I'm> the <laughs> guy doesn't know what he's doing. Uh, that, that, that should be really cool. Like, and, and one of the so again, like people immediately look at independent games like, Oh, it's going to be quality. Dude, my favorite game of all time is Stardew Valley. And that was made yeah. by one person. And that game is yeah. fucking awesome. So yeah, independent teams can do some really, really great stuff.
1: If anything, that like fits in with the Puppet Master, you know,
2: vibe. Yes.
0: Oh, yeah. It's low budget from the start. Like, if if that was if they made a triple A like really high quality polished Puppet Master, it would not fit that series.
2: Yeah, I agree, definitely. Um, can I, can I, can I interject with a piece of horror news? Mm-hmm. So I, I haven't watched it yet, but I, I think I, I might have even talked about. I don't know, um, but. There's a movie called 12 Kilometers. Have you guys heard this? Mm-mm. I think uh, I've heard the name. But I, think I don't I'm, know anything about it. Again, I thought I brought it up. I might not have. But this guy named Mike Pecci, P E C C I, you can find him on uh, Instagram. To get access to the movie, you have to text him your three favorite horror films. Yeah, I think he mentioned this. Or some, um, someone mentioned this. But if you listen to his recent podcast, he's giving the link out for free on his podcast. Just check his podcast out. I haven't watched it yet, but one thing I love is he's just posting all these bad reviews on Instagram and shitting on these people for um, <laughs> for giving him bad reviews. But not because they gave him bad reviews. And this is what I actually really like. is He's had people give him bad reviews, and the review is, movie sucks. Yeah. He's like, fuck you. Then he's had people give him like really good, like detailed feedback, and he always respond. He'll post it, respond with like, thank you. That's really good feedback. Thank you. Like that's what I want. So, um, uh, I think everybody should kind of. I haven't watched it yet, but I think everybody should kind of check out his, his feed and check out his podcast. Uh, I've listened to one episode, not that episode. And it was really good, uh, but I do love when. Um, but I just want to bring it up. Like it, it's really easy to say, this movie sucked. This game sucked. This whatever. This song sucked. This album sucked. But if you're like, don't fucking like tell the director that or the actors that all that worked really hard on it. If you have realistic like reasons why you didn't like it, give them realistic, solid feedback they can use and learn off of. Whenever you tell someone like, hey, this thing you poured your heart and soul into for three years. Fuck you! It sucked. That's really disheartening for people that are, are working really hard in this genre because not everyone has ten million dollars to make a great movie. Some people are doing it really by the labor of love, and it's um, it, it's a it's a real thing that I really hate seeing when people just shit on things and don't give yeah. reasons and or like. Uh, so again, we're, we're we're all beer drinkers here. Uh, did we talk about our beer at the beginning of the episode, Jody? What are you drinking?
0: I don't think so. Uh, I had a Bourbon County Stout uh, today.
2: Yeah, Jody's drinking. Favorites. Jody's just like, just let me get this sixteen percent beer to wind down with. Um, I have my <laughs> Tanea Creek, good friends at Tanea Creek. Love these guys. Uh, I'm friends with all the guys that work there. Old Jackalope barley wine. Uh, it's a year old, by the way, um, oh, nice. which I think is the proper s- spot to drink a barley wine because the hop flavor dissipates and you get the nice English style sweetness out of it. And then also followed up with Freem extra pale ale. But I bring this up because there's an app called Untapped. Mm-hmm. And untapped is a curse upon the beer industry. I'll tell you why. Because I have friends that are brewers, and sometimes their bosses judge them based on their untapped bottle caps they have for their beers. Mm-hmm. Nothing yeah. is more disheartening for a brewer to see. Oh, two star, one star for this barley wine. Reason: I hate barley wines.
1: Yeah, I mean that—that's yeah. not the app's fault. That's the asshole who's yeah.
2: using it. So what I'm saying is, like, if you don't like something, it's okay. Like, we all have movies we don't like, movies mm-hmm. we didn't we didn't jive with. But like, just don't go online and shit on the people that worked hard on it. If you have issues with it, like, say why you didn't like it, and a good reason is not don't like horror movies. Well, yeah, then then fucking right. don't. Then, then then why the fuck are you judging it? I don't judge rom coms. <laughs> if it makes my wife happy, it's probably a good one. It's probably a good rom com.
0: Yeah, I, I had to quit listening to a podcast that I listened to for years because when they first started, they really seemed like they were into the movies and they go into analysis. Then they started getting more where they didn't like the stuff and they started complaining about them. And by the end, before the podcast shut down, it was just like, yeah, this movie sucks. This movie sucks. This movie-. And I, I just yeah. I didn't have time for that negativity in
1: my mind. No, that, that's why I definitely don't want <laughs> to listen to or our podcast ever become.
2: I mean, there yeah. have been tales in episodes we haven't liked. I think there's enough we do like, except for Jason. Jason Hayes tells us from the crypt. No, no but, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I I'm think series. But I think we balance it out. And we we always try to be mm-hmm. and even when I don't like something, I try to push the positives. Like, I didn't like this, but here's what I actually really did like about it. And and I, I can't tell you, man, how many times I watched a movie and be like, yeah, I didn't like this. But I'll look at the cast and crew, but like I but you know, I didn't like this, but I'm really excited to see what the director does next. Yeah. Because I think well, they have I mean, a really good knack for it
0: hey even Halloween ends there were scenes I enjoyed well, oh, okay. I, uh,
2: I bought I, bu- I bought the novelization I can't wait to read it <laughs> oh boy it, one of the first reviews of novelization it goes explains things better than the movie <laughs> and I like fair. the mo- I like the movie so totally fair I can't knock it too much but but 12 kilometers down Mike Petchy. um I still haven't watched it I haven't gotten into it yet but um I think it's kind of a really cool thing and it sounds like mm-hmm. He doesn't give a shit what three movies you tell him you love. He just wants to hear your favorite movies because sure. he's probably a horror, nor- hor- a horror nerd like all of us. Yes.
1: Alright, uh, for dad advice we haven't done a uh, Ask Us uh, segment in a while so we put a call out. Oh shit. Um, Mondo needs to remember to uh, recall everything. I took, so, a, sh- I took a screenshot. Ooh, we did get one on Twitter um, and I can't find the tweet so i'm gonna paraphrase it
2: damn it we need to we need to know the user to give them credit because um uh i'm just gonna say like all you people that like the 130 people that saw our instagram post and uh the 127 of you that didn't respond i'm disappointed in all of you i'm not (laughs) mad i'm just disappointed
1: right so someone asked us um is there a phrase or something you use to get your child's attention and for me, it's usually just using their name, like, in a very stern way. That usually, like, gets, that gets their attention every time. Okay,
2: wait. Do you drop the middle name?
1: Um, Only if I'm really, really mad.
2: <laughs> okay. Yeah. Do, do your kids know that? Do they know, like, when the middle name comes out? Like, they better respect what's happening?
1: I think it's more just the recognition of their name with the tone uh-huh. of my voice. Uh, okay. Because
2: I feel like Joey has so many kids. Like, he just can't remember the name sometimes. He's like, hey, you. <laughs> No, hey, I, number I, 12, I, come here.
0: Yeah. <laughs> no, definitely definitely by the time you get a full name, even without the middle name, just throwing the last name in there already is weird, mm-hmm. you know, there's there's already something about that.
2: Yeah. But yeah, I, I have no good answer. my child's an adult. I have no good answers right now. <laughs> uh, my, my child came over last night, which is, you know, like it's cool because like I love the fact my daughter moved out and still wants to come home and hang out. And uh yeah. so when she came over, I was finishing Terminator 2 Judgment Day because I bought, I, bought, <laughs> I bought the UHD. Fucking God damn it! that movie is fucking great. <laughs> fucking great. And, and no one can argue that. Then we watched the Evil Dead remake. Mm. Goddamn, that movie is great too. Yes. I yeah. would actually say. So the unrated version is five minutes longer. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's <sighs> the one I have. They do a weird after credits scene I do not like. Um, it wasn't in the actual theatrical release. I may have missed that. I don't remember that. I know this because I watched the movie at midnight on opening night, and it was one of like three movies that was worth it. But
0: then... I, I, I've got a nice new 4K of that uh, Evil Dead remake that I can't wait to watch. I had the same one. It's pretty good. Are you guys movie. buying digital or on disc?
2: Dude, so like, so my, my Evil Dead 4K remake is um, digital. But I hate to say this, and um, I'm blaming you, Joe Ferry, if you're listening to this. He sucked um, me into
0: it, too. I know I know where you're going.
2: He yeah, sucked you right into it. Just uh, s-
0: I, I knew as I said it that I shouldn't have. But, you sucked know. you
2: until you couldn't go anymore. Um, but <laughs> he'll appreciate that. Uh, but uh, yeah, no, he, he, he uh, gifted me a, a 4K of oh, nice. Day of the Beast, which is one of my favorite <laughs> horror films of all time. And I just looked at this movie, I'm like, holy shit, it looks so good on disc. It can't you cannot beat disc. So I have I only have the remake on um 4K Apple TV, but I do have the original and Evil Dead 2 on 4K on disc, and fuck it, looks good. Yeah. Um I think God, that was such a gooey, gory, beautifully done movie. Holy shit. That I, I think it was I, I love the fact it's a remake. But it's not, it is, but it's not, right? Yeah. Because it, it's, it's not his own thing. Sh- It's its own thing. And the directions they go, I think, are fantastic. And uh, Grant, I- I'm going to spoil the fuck out of it. It's nine years old. If you haven't seen it, like, pause now if you don't. But I do think the only thing I don't like is the convoluted car battery. Uh, um, uh, I think that was kind of fun. I, I it was like, so campy. Yeah, it's so campy. Like, I, but, but I love everything else about it. And I even that I wasn't like didn't like take me out of the movie. I was like, yeah, that's weird. Um and by, but,
0: by the time you get to the end though, and it is literally raining blood, yes. and you're sawing <laughs> monsters in it. oh man.
2: The uh there's a scene at the so end where good. she gets her wrist trapped under the uh, the jeep and she's yeah. still, like tearing it off. And I was like, oh uh. but we watched that. And like most most twenty year olds, my daughter, like, that was pretty good. As she's on her phone the whole movie, and uh, then we watched. She goes, "Have you seen Bones and all?" I'm like, "No, I haven't. Let's watch Bones and all." Two hours and twelve minutes. Why? <laughs> why? I ask you why. So we watched you... like we watched Psycho Gorman. <laughs> oh, there <you> go. <laughs> and I and I I told her I was like, you know, you know, I uh, I talked to the director, right? He's on he's on a podcast, <laughs> so I got to ask all, I got to ask, act yeah. all cool. <laughs> I didn't like to oh, uh, out about that or anything.
0: Uh, real quick, our question about uh, phrases we use to let the kids know we mean business that came from our good friend Julie. Okay. Uh, thank you. Thank you, Julie. For, yeah.
2: My daughter just kind of knew when she was at home. Like if I went, uh, I was actually really upset. Yes. <laughs> I don't yell. I, I've all, I'm always a big believer in, and granted, like I always say this when I say things I don't believe when it comes to parenting. My experience is different than everybody else's, right? All of our experiences are different, so don't yeah. think that like if you yell because you have a million children and it's difficult, I don't think any less of you. Like it's just different situations. <laughs> she just kind of knew, like when I put my hand on my head, I went. That was actually really upset about something, <laughs> right? right. <laughs> because I was thinking, how do I handle this without raising my voice? Sure. <laughs> All
1: right.
2: What else we got, Mother? All right. Uh, now I forgot. I pulled the screen screenshot up here. Um. <laughs> All right, so um, all three uh, really good. Uh... So I don't think we've actually ever answered this question as long as we have been a podcast. No one has asked what's our favorite horror movie ever. That comes from Raw Head and Bloody Bone XX off of uh, Instagram. So Jason, what's your? If you had to pick one horror movie, like right now, if I said Jason, we're gonna watch your favorite horror movie right now. What is it gonna be? And it's okay if his answer changes two weeks from now, but like right now, if you
1: it's know, really it, hard to pick
2: one. No, I, what I'm saying is right now, in your current mood, with me and Jody right here by your side, possibly holding hands, possibly masturbating. What movie are we watching?
1: <laughs> well, see, that's the that's the movie I'm in the mood for. But I take this it's as like Frankenhooker. <laughs> now, my go to my go to answer is Sleepaway Camp. I just okay. fucking love that movie. Yeah, I just. I know there's totally so, fair.
2: Hey, man, like I, I see all the time, there's movies that are great and movies that I love, and they don't always coincide. Like, <laughs>
1: yeah, yeah. Like, if I had to do like a top five, I'd throw in The Exorcist
0: and uh,
2: no, Psycho no, 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 all yeah. those. I know, yeah. I'm,
1: no, I'm just saying, doing But my, my number one is Sleep Wake yeah. I love it. Absolutely love it.
0: So J- b- before we move on, have you seen the sequels?
1: Yeah. And some people like the sequels more. I don't quite get that. I get, I mean, I get it. But yeah. to me, I, don't,
0: I won't say I like them more. But man, I love Sleepaway Camp 2. It's fun it's as so, hell. It's they're, such they're fun. fun. They're
1: totally fun. But they don't. But they're too self-aware. Where the first yeah. one is like,
0: I, th- I think I counted it so... one time. though. I think Sleepaway Camp Two may have the highest body count of any movie I've ever seen. Like they kill everybody in that movie, <laughs> and that's yeah. fun. I,
1: I think what I love about Sleepaway Camp One, it's so absurdist. Mm-hmm. Like they make so many bizarre decisions in that movie, and. I think the other ones are just trying to reach that level of absurd ha- camp or comedy.
2: But it has that – it has such charm, charm to it too. Yes. like yes, it's so charm. Like, and I think it's funny because they got away with this a lot in that era and that they're not showing you like what a real summer camp was like. They're showing no. you what you think it should be like based on TV. Actually, shown. yeah.
1: I, I actually I disagree. I think this is might be the closest depiction really? as far as a regular summer as you far as the, the regular murder the, at
2: your summer camp? Like? No, the regular <laughs> things that
1: are happening at the summer camp. I could I could go on and on as I did on the uh plug it up with Caitlin about how this is like actually a pretty good de- depiction of what summer camp oh, is like yeah. outside yeah. of the murder. Uh
0: show- yeah, you know, I, I, the, the summer camp movie that scratches that itch for me as far as like feeling like summer camp is uh the burning. I love the burning. I movie, love the it burning feels it feels like meatballs meets mm-hmm. Friday the 13th. Like it's summer campy in a really oh. fun way.
1: And Jody, I just saw today, actually, Felissa Rose posted that they're having a 40th anniversary screening somewhere in Tennessee in January.
2: Oh, oh real fast. Uh, Jason, that up. Jason, the entire Sleepaway Camp cast is going to be in Vegas at um, Days of the Dead. Ooh, that's something. When is that? Uh, it's in February. I got a couch oh. for you, brother. You need a couch.
1: That's I mean I've already I met Foster Rose a handful of times already, but
2: But the tempting. entire fucking cast. Plus I know. plus like the entire Hellraiser cast is gonna be there too. Plus mm. Heather Langenkamp. plus the cast <laughs> of Terrifier too. No. Oh man! All right, let's move on to someone right. else's answer. Wait, 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 Jason, real fast. I have one question for you though. Is it, you, it related to that? Did you watch it when you were younger? Or did you watch it when you're older? And yeah,
1: um, so again, I think this is half of it is just yeah. uh, the experience of the first time I watched. I watched it in like '96 or '97.
2: Okay, mm-hmm.
1: so I remember because I went through my whole like scream awakening you know, into yep. horror movies. I basically just went to the v, the you know my local blockbuster and just looked at the most interesting covers I could find in the horror. And that was one of them. But there was a night where like I locked myself out of my car, my dad had to come get me was in really bad mood. And I just saw I just designed over at the movie and I picked it up and I never heard of it. Knew nothing is as cold as you could get going to a movie other than the cover. That's cool. And I was just blown the fuck away. And this again, ninety late nineties, no one was talking about this movie.
2: Yeah. Well, I still tell people like one of the reasons why I don't watch trailers. Um is because I want to be just Excited by the movie. I don't want to be expecting a part. But now I've realized I can watch trailers. My memory is so shit. I'll just forget them. (laughs) But but I do think, though, like that does have an effect sometimes. Like, um, I'm really interested in 15, 20 years from now, like what our kids call their favorite horror movie. If they have nostalgia for these old movies or not, because it's a much different era where, like, uh, my daughter watched Barbarian, by the way. Ooh. Uh-huh. And uh and she's like, what's it about? I'm like, I'm not gonna tell you, you gotta watch it. And she goes, Yeah. And then she comes over, she goes, I watched that movie with the mom with a mother in the basement. I'm like, what fucking movie are you talking about? And she like, <laughs> oh.
1: what, what does Caitlin call it? The gritty titty
2: <laughs> And it was barbarian. I said, Was it good? She goes, It's like one of my favorite movies. I'm like, fuck yeah. yeah. Good. Don't good, you love them good parenting right here. <laughs>
0: Don't you love introducing your kids to a movie and they say it's their favorite? We just finished watching through all of the child's play movies with awesome, my kids. Awesome. And then I asked him to rank them. My daughter's favorite was uh, Cult of Chucky, which is Dude, really underrated. I think no, Cult is
2: really good. I think Cult and Curse both had that so much or so fun. Yeah. And Again, talking to a guy, one of my favorite horror movies is Jason Ten. So like, yeah. um, I think it was so much fun that I really enjoyed both of those. Yeah. And my son's she- favorite,
0: my son's favorite was Bride
2: of Chucky. Nice. Completely I mean, different. Let's be honest. That was Jennifer. Um, hmm, I know uh, why. I know yeah. why that was his favorite. <laughs>
0: And I, my other son, I think his favorite, he liked the silly ones too. So I think it might have been Bride for him too. Like, mm-hmm. I mean, it, it may just be Jennifer Tilly.
2: Interesting <laughs> that, uh, okay. Okay, Jason. Uh, interesting that both of them were into his career. But uh, are, 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 what's your favorite movie, horror movie of all time, Jody? Pick one.
0: Uh, if I had to pick just one, I'm going to go with Evil Dead 2. Nice. Uh, it, it, the first DVD I ever bought was Army of Darkness. Mm, and it was a movie that I barely had seen. Like I just, it's the first DVD I owned. I loved Army of Darkness, but then going back and checking out Evil Dead Two, it it was everything. It's still everything that I want in a horror it's movie. Filled it's in those, funny, like,
2: yeah. It's
0: bloody as hell. It's scary and scenes like I just, I love it so much. It's the first movie when I when I started watching horror movies with my daughter. That was one of the first ones we watched uh, was Evil Dead Two That's because. Awesome. uh it's the one I wanted to share with her. And she immediately was like, I want uh, the little magnifying glass necklace that Linda has. <laughs> and we got it for her for Christmas that year. Like, I just That's I good. love that movie. It's so
2: I, good. I, I always have a alternate universe kind of thought that um thing mm-hmm. is Bruce Campbell's hand.
0: Yeah, I've, I've seen that meme go around <laughs> lately.
2: Nice. Oh, is it really a meme? Yeah, well, so since Wednesday oh, came out, oh, I saw damn. a meme about that. Oh, damn. Oh, I, yeah, I haven't gotten into Wednesday yet. Well, I tried watching the first few episodes. I didn't like it. And, Keep going. Uh, no, I'm I'm going to blame me. Because just I've been in a very bad Very bad headspace. So I, I'm gonna watch it again and get back in it. because like, many people that love it, that I respect, who love it, I'm I'm probably really gonna enjoy this yeah. if I sit down and put pay attention to it. Um so I'm gonna go with the uh, I'm gonna have to be like the weird artsy farts artsy farts guy. Mine is the mine is the beyond. Uh, Lucio yeah. Fuchs is the beyond. And um it's just one of those movies I remember I, I so my first experience with this was uh, a band called Necrophagia. Released a VHS um called um I don't think it was called Through the Eyes of the Dead. I don't remember. It's the first I did. And they did these really fucked up horror shorts, all directed by Jim Jim uh, Van Bever. if you know who he is. If you haven't, you guys might like his shorts, might be worth checking out. Um Jody, I have uh, I have My Sweet Satan on my Plex server. What was that I've
1: seen that I've seen that listening to Plex server, so I was curious about it.
2: It's it's interesting. Like I don't think it's for everybody, but it's definitely like DIY filmmaking in the '90s. Sure. But the um, the Necrophagia DVD was like a series of music videos, many directed by Jim Van Bever. But one was these scenes of just like this horror film. I'm like, what the fuck is this? I never really. I always kind of want to seek it out, but then um, I was actually in. Uh, the Quad Cities in Illinois, visiting my friend in 2001, right after graduate high school, because he's a foster kid, got shipped away. And my, my, best, my, my buddy Nate, Nate, you're probably not listening, but I love you. And uh, one of my best friends in this world. And I picked it out of a bargain bin at Best Buy because it was called, in America, it was released as Seven Doors of Death. Mm-hmm. And it was in the $5 dollar bin at Best Buy. I didn't even know what it was. I just saw the back of it and thought I recognized some of the images. So I threw it on. I was like, holy shit. This is like the image that music video I saw. So when I came back to when I got back to Las Vegas, I saw it and I bought the, the collector's edition 10. And I still yeah. have that. And I watched the movie and just fell in love with it. I, that was my – that was what made me fall in love with Lucio Fulci. And then I went all out because I just love his filmmaking. I love his visual style. And it's funny because Joe Bob was doing an auction. I told Jody that I bid on the uh, Zombie 2 uh, DVD. He goes, I know that's one of you because I love Fabio Frizzi. I love the music in those. Everything about the Beyond just does it for me like I, the, yeah. the music the cinematography the convoluted storyline i love it like i love like i hate to say this that i love like filling in the gaps <laughs> when the logic doesn't yeah. make sense i love and also when you watch it a million times like i have and you see the quirky little things they did for fun uh, there's a sign that says do not entry and then yeah. um the the main actor, uh, Katrina McCall. I can't remember the main actress, but she. But the uh, the main actor, uh, I can't remember his fucking name right now. But he's he's loading his gun by putting the bullets down the barrel, and she right. looks at him that like, "What the I fuck watched. are you doing?" I told you about that, yeah. yeah. And I I absolutely love everything about that movie, and I also think like as a horror film. I think sometimes when you don't have those pieces given to you, it makes it that much more horrifying mm-hmm. because your brain has to fill that in. And then the last scene in that movie, with them oh. realizing they're in hell, I think is yeah. just like one okay. of the best shots and scenes in horror history. And I'm okay, people think I'm wrong, but like, I, I, I truly think, like, whenever anyone asks my favorite horror film, I always, my, my brain goes to Texas Chainsaw Massacre, which I love. Nightmare on Elm Street, which I love. Mm-hmm. All these films I adore. But I always fall back on to if you had to say like right now you have to watch one horror film the rest of your life, it'd be The Beyond. Yeah. And I have a tattoo of The Beyond on my thigh, which I'm not going to show on camera. But I might put put in the Patreon account. (laughs) All right. What's next? Uh, Next is what horror films are you looking forward to in 2023? And I'm just going to start off with this one and say I don't know. I honestly don't. And that I don't keep up that far ahead. Because my brain doesn't work that way. Like I'll forget. So I don't have anything really I'm looking forward to. I'm sure there's some great stuff coming. Oh, the mean one. I'm excited for that to get a wider release.
1: Yep. Yeah. Yeah, that just came out. Uh, I Googled it real quick to refresh myself. Um, Scream 6. I I, kind of go back and forth on whether I like the last one or not. I liked it. I I like parts of it, but... I was. I think. I think now I'm a little more disappointed, but I'm interested to see what they do in the new
0: setting. I, I Try haven't made
1: something a little fresh.
2: I,
0: mean, I haven't seen Ghostface takes Manhattan. It sounds good to me. Like I'm into that. But yeah.
2: I, well, they showed a cool like promo image with a bunch of like mm-hmm. the, the Jason takes Manhattan mask that someone yeah, had, yeah, yeah. and I think it's cool because granted, I am. I'm, I'm gonna be honest with you, I haven't seen any scream movie since the the last one that came out before this new one came out. Yeah. Um, it's been a long fucking time. I should probably revisit them. But when you kind of do that, I feel like you're trying to be a little bit self referential, tongue in cheek. And mm-hmm. uh, that makes me happy. So, yeah.
0: Yeah. yeah um, I, I looked it up too. Uh, Megan. I am mm-hmm. so friggin' excited for that one. That Megan with the with three. A three? For the eight. Yeah, yeah. It's from the people who made uh, um, Malevolent Malibu- or the,
2: the Mal- Idiot Malignant. The-
0: Malignant, thank you. Malignant was awesome.
2: Yes, from the people who
0: made Malignant, and it looks just as bad shit as Malignant.
1: Yeah. Um, yeah, I looked as well. I'm really curious about this Renfield movie. Uh-huh. Nick Cage oh! as Dracula and Nicholas Holt as Renfield. I that, remember that. It I, looked okay.
2: ridiculous. I love, I love ridiculous. Yeah. Did you guys watch The Unbearable Weight of Massive Talent? I, I really want to. It's no, on it's, my list for a it's while. It's so fucking good. It is, is Nicholas Cage. Just like I'm sure they just didn't tell him it was a movie he was filming.
1: Yeah, yeah, <laughs> and then of course, since we've talked about a bunch tonight, there's the new Evil Dead movie
2: Evil Dead Evil rises. rises this year.
0: Yeah, I'm very curious about that one. Too. Yeah, I've mean, heard true. it's going to be very bloody too. From uh, Bruce Campbell, who said something mm-hmm. about it. Uh, yeah. Knock at the Cabin, which is oh, uh, the, cabin the adaptation the of Kevin into the world. I so love the book. For
2: that. I love the book. I hate the name, but sure. I loved the trailer.
1: Yeah, the trailer was out good, the trailer yeah. for that was good.
2: When the, the poo? When they when, <laughs> when they told in, in that trailer, when she goes, Are you sad? He goes, and Dave Batista goes, I'm sad for what I have to do. I was like, Oh. Yeah. You and don't he,
0: want David Batista to say that around nah,
2: you. Nah. He was an okay wrestler. He was all right.
0: Yeah, but he seems like a, a dude that could
2: do some damage if he wanted to. There was a great um uh, wrestling match where he wore all blue and the crowd started chanting blue Tista at him. <laughs> and he almost <laughs> lost his shit in the match. He's trying to he's trying not to laugh. <laughs> <laughs> He's like a cool dude. Yeah, yeah. The- he, he got he got shit on because he came back at a time when, when everyone wanted Brian Danielson to be the champion. So he got shit on by the crowd, but he just embraced it and like made mm-hmm. the best out of the character. But I think it's actually interesting that like he's one of the few wrestlers that more people recognize him from movies and wrestling. Whereas mm-hmm. everyone knows yeah. The Rock was a wrestler. A lot of people don't know Dave Bautista was. And I think sure. it's actually interesting because it shows that a lot of those people can really branch out and do more things as opposed to just a WWE bullshit. Which I love. No, I don't love WWE, but I love wrestling. All right, what's next?
0: Winnie the Pooh, Blood and Honey comes out. Oh, yeah. I, 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 I at least have to see it. It looks like it could be fun. You know what? Right. I, hope, I hope it's as fun as it could be.
2: When I read the concept of it, I was like, this is terrible. I watch a trailer. I'm like, oh, they're trying.
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah. The more, the more I see about it, the more I, I'm hopeful.
2: Yeah, same here. Definitely. Anything else for 2023?
0: Oh, and VHS uh, 90, or 85. Is coming out. I
1: kinda of wish they they cool a little bit
2: because they've been um, pushing, push yeah, the, these well, things.
0: But the people on this one, you get David Bruckner in this one. Okay. Is doing
2: you I didn't you get David Bruckner in ninety nine as well? Was he? I don't remember. I don't know.
0: Scott Derrickson's doing a segment in
2: 85. Um, the one thing I'll say, even though I didn't like most of 99, you still get your filmmakers a platform to kind of go batshit crazy. No. If it doesn't yeah. work, it doesn't work. But I will say that when... Uh, yeah,
0: Bruckner was in uh, 94. He, 94. was the better of the two.
2: Was he the Ratma? No, no. it wasn't the
0: Ratma. Oh, damn. I have to look it up.
2: Um, but, but what I will say is like I think 99 is worth like...
0: I,
1: I think viral is worse. Yeah, I think viral was worse than '99. Viral yeah, was yeah, probably yeah. the worst.
0: Yeah. yeah, but but again though, like but even um, that wasn't a terrible time. No. Like I, I'm watching a horror movie. I'm probably happy.
2: I'm in. Th- I'm gonna, I'm a sucker for anthologies, and if you if you can give me two good segments, and plus in '99 the last segment I thought was the best and and very well done. Yeah, I like that. I like a lot. Yeah. yeah. Oh, and the second segment with the fucking sorority and the goddamn spiders. You know those are real spiders, right? <laughs> they used real fucking spiders the live spiders. Yeah. I'm like, what the fuck? Alright, uh, was there one more question? What is your favorite Christmas horror movie? And can I go first? I think we, didn't we cover this last week? It doesn't matter, we're gonna do it again. I uh, we about killer can we expand your Stan- favorite Santa Christmas Santa movie? Let's do let's do favorite, cri- okay, how about this? Let's do this change of question. And oh, this is also from our good friend um, our good friend Sorry, the last question we're looking forward to that was from our good friend, um, Caitlin at Plug It Up Pod. Uh, Caitlin, we all love you. Just saying, like, we wouldn't be here. We said it before, I truly mean this, my heart of hearts. We wouldn't be here doing this if it wasn't for your inspiration, and I really mean that. Yeah, and also, no, like, absolutely. I've had dinner with her before, and just the nicest human being I've ever met. Mm. So, Last question was from what is your favorite Christmas horror movie from Melanie underscore Saint dot George. And yeah, we can expand that. to What's just your let's go to what are your are. The, I know like I have certain things that I watch every Christmas. What is it for you guys? And I, I'll go first. Um, Santa's sleigh. <laughs> my favorite Christmas film of all time. We always watch Scrooged. Yes. Because how That's can you go stuff. wrong with, with with Bill Murray and Scrooge? And we always find at some point between now and Christmas, we'll definitely watch a Christmas story. Although, have you tried to watch those new ones they made? I haven't. Heard heard I haven't heard good things. Fucking <laughs> horrific. We sat through like fifteen minutes of one and we're like, Fuck this. Um, I also really love um TV shows that do Christmas episodes. The Bob's burgers Christmas episode, god damn it, dude. Like I did not expect to be crying. <laughs> From, Bob, <laughs> from a Fox TV show. But it's so. Have you watched it, Jody? I
0: haven't yet. I'm, oh, I'm waiting.
2: Dude, it. it is. Yeah. It's amazing. I know,
0: I know amazing. what it's going to do to me. I'm prepared for it.
2: Oh, yeah. Get, get the tissues ready and not in that yeah. way.
0: <laughs> All right. So, Christmas stuff, I love. I love watching <laughs> Krampus every year. Mm. Uh, that, too. That's a must watch. Uh, yeah, it's so good. Uh, Silent Night De- or Silent Night Deadly Night. Yeah. That's I, same- I, I suddenly had a weird moment there. Yeah. Uh,
2: have you yeah. seen the remake they did several yeah, years? Yeah, it's back? not bad. It's Silent good. Night. Yeah, it's decent. It's not bad. Yeah.
0: Um I love Don't Open Till Christmas. I'm glad I got to watch that this weekend. It's one of my favorites. Santa's getting killed. It's so sleazy. It's, it's a s- trash. A movie. Sleazy
2: Euro trash. And it's fun though. It's fun as all hell.
0: Yeah. So I, I love all the I love Black Christmas. Actually, all versions of Black Christmas I like in some way, but the original is the best. I do like the first remake, too, a lot. It's just like a gorier version of the original. Really? The newest one is all right. I I like it for what it is. I just wish it wasn't called Black Christmas.
2: I I haven't seen it too. I'll go there. I haven't seen the two newest ones, and I do respect the newest one was like a straight feminist horror film. Sure, um, yeah, no, I, I appreciate what it's doing. Yes, and I, I love what it's doing, but I have not watched it yet. But um, yeah. um, no, I heard a lot of people saying this is a good film. Why make it a remake? Why not make it its own thing?
0: Yeah, a hundred percent. And Gremlins, I, I have to watch oh. Gremlins sometime mm. around Christmas.
2: So between Gremlins one and two, what's your favorite Gremlin?
0: Oh gosh, Uh, <laughs> Spider.
2: Yeah, okay. Spider Gremlin.
0: Yeah. Spider <laughs> no, oh, or a, like
2: just the Gremlin cuz it's so crazy. Fuck that. Yeah. I like the Gremlin with the pipe. The 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 talk show host. The smart Smart Gremlin. He's smart. <laughs> yeah. Yeah,
0: yeah. <laughs> yeah, I've got I've got the figures of both no, that. No one's of going with Lady Gremlin. gremlin.
2: So my and Lady yeah, the, Gremlin
0: yeah, you, you know, <laughs> <laughs> you watch that at the right age. Uh, I would, I would, Lady Gremlin's gonna the idea. for the rest of your life. <laughs> I mean, it, I
2: mean, it's no like Tia Carrera as a singer of Crucial Taunt, but it's, <laughs>
0: yeah, yeah, Jason.
1: Jason, um, yeah, I mean, all the ones that we mentioned Gremlins, Child Night, Deadly Night. I, I, I actually really do like the Black, uh, Christmas remake, but I'm also, I'm a sucker for like the really, um, traditional ones like it's a wonderful life if that yeah. if I yeah. if that comes up on TV I'm just sitting
2: watching the rest oh dude yeah. a, a Charlie Brown Christmas I watch every Charlie Brown uh, yeah.
0: oh, and, you, know, um, you know the one that gets me like in the uh, in emotions strongly every year the Garfield Christmas special like mm. if you have not watched that in a while, that is an emotional movie about, like, a grandma who's lost her husband <laughs> and connecting with her what? life. Seriously. I'm, you know,
2: I'm, like, I, I'm, I'm laughing at it, but I kind of love that they kind of hid those things inside of children's I shows. Did. Because that's real life, right? That's how you learn yeah. how to deal with real cool. life. Yeah, it's, it's about
0: family and, um, and emotions and all kinds of good stuff.
1: I'm also a sucker for um, Miracle on 34th Street. It's, okay. just, it's so wholesome. It just makes you feel good. And sometimes, you know, you just want to feel feel that warmth.
2: Um, uh, uh, Jason, I, I mean this in a, please, I'm, I'm kind of drunk, so it's going to come off like I'm not being sincere, but I'm dead, mm-hmm. s- I'm sincere about this, are there any Hanukkah movies that you really enjoy? No. Okay. <laughs> no, I respect I mean, you, I, I was thinking about you today, because I had to stop at Target on my lunch break, and I'm like, you have all this Christmas stuff, and you have, like, one small end cap of Hanukkah shit, I'm like, that's kind of <laughs> fucked up, <laughs> Hanukkah's a big holiday, man.
1: Yes and no. Oh. I, I I'll go. Off, I can go off on a tangent about that, but I'm not. But um, I respect that. No, it's fine. I mean, no, there aren't really any good. Holidays. I know there's a couple of schlocky Hanukkah, kind I, I, of hoary stuff, but I, they're I, not I, not good. I've eight
0: been, crazy I, nights. No, nah, I like eight crazy nights. Man.
2: I have a movie. I have a movie on my Plex server. Um, with oh guy. I shouldn't say that. that's that's illegal. But <laughs> <laughs> um, it's it's with Sid Haig called Hanukkah. Yeah, I I think it was the last movie he did, and I haven't watched it yet, but I assume it's not (laughs) going to be like. No, I think I watched the trailer. I was like, I don't want to. I don't want to. I get it. I get it. You you
0: know, some others that I totally forgot about. Uh, National Lampoon's Christmas Vacation. Yes.
2: Mm. Did you like the new vacation movie with Ed Helms? I haven't watched that That one yet. Holy shit. I think you'll actually really like it. It's funny. I I mean,
0: yeah, I love Christmas Vacation, and and I'll say this for Halloween too, but this is the Christmas version of it. Ernest Saves Christmas uh totally underrated so um, i love Ernest. There's christmas and ernest scared stupid thank you he's a fantastic <laughs> yeah. first movie to introduce your kids to horror dude with. like uh, scare the hell out of me when i was a kid.
2: i didn't get the joke when i was younger but when he's trying to figure out how to kill the demon he goes m blank blank k Miok. good old-fashioned german Mioc. Yep, yep <laughs> the most ridiculous shit ever and um I, so uh God, I just remember this. So someone was trying to recraft, re, re, recast Freddy versus Jason, and they said mm-hmm. um, uh, Jim Varney could have played good <laughs> Freddy, and I'm like, "Fuck, you're right." I yeah. kind of see that, yeah. yeah, yeah. Although I would yeah. go with Ryan Styles from "Whose Line Is It Anyway?s" because uh, yeah. cause the way because the way his body moves, and he's a very big body comedy guy. So yeah, um, yeah I can see him doing that. Yeah, but I, but I think the problem is like. I think we'll see a, a Nightmare Remake in the next 10 years. I, I think we'll see a decent Nightmare Remake in the ten, next 10 years. Learn from the past. Yeah, but I think it's one of those things where it's like, it's going to take all of us who have that love of Robert England to get over that love of Robert England to see it, which is kind of interesting because like you never had that with Leatherface or with Jason even. Sure. Even though I thought that King, Kane Hodder was the best Jason but no one was ever like tribalistic to that um, character. Whereas, like, but but again, Freddy has so much more pizzazz to him. I, I get it.
1: Here's here's my thought. I don't want a Nightmare on Elm Street remake. I want a, a sequel to New Nightmare. Okay, let that, let that percolate. Okay,
2: so the um the kid, uh, Miko. Yeah, I saw that. Yeah, yeah, he's doing a like a fan film like uh about that. But I also think though you could do a Nightmare. I, I do. I thought, Jamie what Jamie O'Haley?
1: Yeah. Early Hill, Jack Hill,
2: yeah, oh, Sorry, uh, was a great pick as Freddie. I thought when he was on it's the screen, that's yeah. what I mean. Though he was given like the worst script, but he still came off as super fucking creepy and super good. I sure. think he was a great Freddie. I just think he needed a script he could work with, and that's a big deal. But anyhow, I digress. And uh, if, if I can just say before we wrap this up, um, Merry Christmas to everybody. Uh, yes. ha- to anyone who celebrates, Happy Holidays. Those that celebrate different holidays. And um uh, thank you. Thank you very much, like for listening to us and being a fan. And if you have some time, you can go to you can go to iTunes and you can write a little review and give us five stars and you'll make Jason a very happy man. If you want to give Jason a Christmas present, give us a five star review on some kind of platform and he'll be a happy guy. All right. And and uh, uh, thank you, gentlemen, for uh, being the best co host a guy I could ask for.
1: Oh, thank you, Mono. You're you're a small guy.
2: I truly mean that. Now, with that being said, what did you name your penis?
1: <laughs> All right. Well, that wraps up oh, another like, episode.
2: Like, it's not Kane, is it? <laughs> I'm just making sure.
1: Next week, we will be <laughs> reviewing Cabinet of Curiosities, episode three, The Outside. We appreciate everyone for listening. We'd really appreciate it if you'll give us a rating or review on iTunes spotify check out our patreon for bonus content also check out youtube for videos of these podcasts with that we thank you for listening to dads from the crypt
2: love you guys and goodbye
1: (laughs) follow dads from the crypt on facebook twitter and instagram or i will follow you to the grave No, seriously, you really should watch. But be careful what you ask for. You may get it.